Bonjour, hello, welcome along to the third Guernsey cast with me, Richard Harding. And uh, we are well and truly in lockdown here in Guernsey. Uh, lockdown started on Saturday the 23rd of January, which is a week ago uh, last Saturday. Before that, everything was absolutely normal. Uh, if you could picture uh, what it was like if you're listening to this in the UK or France or somewhere else, uh, picture what it was like uh, before COVID came along. Um, you could uh, walk around, you could uh, visit a restaurant, uh, a pub or even a nightclub and uh, there'd be no uh, masks being worn, uh, no uh, social distancing, none of that. It's uh, absolutely normal, apart from the fact uh, that there were strict controls at the airport uh, in terms of uh, people coming into Guernsey uh, who have to go into self-isolation and obviously still do. Uh, but since uh, that fateful Saturday, uh, the latest situation is, as of yesterday, we've got 277 cases. Uh, there's also a fear that uh, the UK variant, uh, which is much more uh, easily spreadable and transmissible, um, has uh, arrived in the island. We're waiting to hear from uh, Collingdale, uh, which is uh, where they do all the uh, testing of the samples uh, in the UK. Uh, so we're waiting to hear from them, but it looks like the, the UK variant may well be in the island. Um, there's also been uh, quite a lum number of extra people who have had to go into self-isolation uh, connected to the dance festival that we were holding in, in Guernsey last week. And uh, at least one case has been positively linked with that. Uh, so a lot of people have gone into self-isolation. Um, in lockdown, you know, obviously, unless you have to go out, you'll be encouraged to uh, stay at home. Um, if you do go out, you know, you can go out for exercise and that kind of thing. But uh, I certainly found uh, it's best to wear a, a mask. Uh, it's not a legal requirement yet, but uh, it's certainly best to, to wear a mask. Uh, and you see that people who are crossing you in the street uh, sometimes bow out into the road or uh, even cross the road. Uh, and I don't think it's anything personal, but, uh, you know, people are, are getting quite worried about the situation. And uh, obviously people don't want to get infected uh, with COVID. Uh, there are currently five people in hospital here. One of the wards has been uh, given over uh, to COVID cases, the Brock Ward, and uh, somebody's in uh, ICU, which is the intensive care unit as well. Apparently the cases that are in hospital are aged between their 40s and their 80s, so it does follow the uh, the national trend in the UK and elsewhere uh, that there aren't many uh, younger people, uh, touch wood, getting COVID, but uh, they certainly can be spreaders of uh, COVID. Uh, so yes, I think a lot of people are stuck indoors, working from home, um, or watching terrible uh, daytime TV. You just realise how bad it is. Um, as far as exiting the lockdown, uh, the good news is uh, that the number of cases of unknown community seeding, as it's called, so basically cases that don't come from travel and uh, that they can't trace what, what they are, uh, what the origin is, that is uh, starting to fall. But uh, to go on out of isolation, uh, it's going to be between 7 and 14 days uh, without community seeding before they uh, they would consider easing the restrictions. So uh, that's the situation here in Guernsey. Uh, pretty grim, and uh, I think it's made all the worse by the January, because uh, by being January and being cold and a lot of rain and mist and murk, 
It did even have a glimpse of the sun earlier, but it didn't last for long. It didn't hang around for more than about five minutes. Uh, but uh, the last lockdown, the first lockdown, of course, uh, was with summer weather. So, uh, uh, so long as you know you're you're socially distanced, you could go out in the sunshine, and uh, uh, you know it, it just felt uh, a, a lot more bearable than it did this time round. And also, I think people uh, know that uh, this is not the first time it's happened. You know, they're, they're feeling how long is this going to last and of course at the moment we can't tell so uh, let's just hope for the best and uh, hopefully we'll be able to bring you uh, better news on the next Guernsey cast but for the time being this is Richard Harding in St Peterport saying à la prochaine Woro kumchi clefavar Hello, welcome along to the fourth Guernsey cast with me, Richard Harding. And Saturday the 13th of February is the United Nations World Radio Day. So I thought we'd take a look at the history of radio here in the Bailiwick. It's my favourite subject, so why not? Now, it goes back to the swinging 60s. You may have heard of Radio Caroline, maybe Radio London, Swinging Radio England and others. They were on rusty old pirate ships anchored in the North Sea and broadcasting to the UK. And they changed the face of radio as we know it but because before that uh, you had the state offering of the BBC with their light programme the home service they had Radio Luxembourg at night but that faded in and out and was only available at night but for 24 hour pop music Radio Caroline came along in 1964 and completely changed the game and it was followed by a number of other ships and uh, some radio stations broadcasting from forts in the Thames Estuary as well. But did you know a couple of the radio ships were fitted out here in Guernsey at the Marine and General Boatyard in St Sampson's? There was Radio 270, which was on a converted Dutch lugger called the Ocean 7. She sailed to an anchorage in Bridlington Bay to broadcast to Yorkshire and the rest of the northeast of England. Uh, there was also Radio Scotland 242 on the MV Comet, and she headed even further north. And uh, being as we're not far from France, uh, we're about 30 miles from France here in Guernsey, um, Alden is only about six miles from France, uh, we got affected by the situation over there as well, because the situation in France was up until 1981 when François Mitterrand, the president, uh, legalised um, legal uh, stations, uh, commercial radio stations in uh, France. You couldn't broadcast commercial radio from within France itself. You had to broadcast uh, from outside, and the stations called the Périphériques uh, appear, the peripheral stations, and they beamed in powerful signals, mainly on long wave, uh, into the country. Country. There was RTL in Luxembourg, a bit like Radio Luxembourg beamed to the UK, RTL beamed into France, uh, but on long wave with a much better signal. There was Europe 1, Europe 1, from Germany, uh, Radio Monte Carlo, Radio Monte Carlo from Monaco, and Sud Radio from Andorra. And they had their studios in France, but the transmitters were outside France beaming in. And uh, taking that principle... Uh, the owner and founder of Britain's biggest, uh, or France, France's biggest commercial radio network, Energy, um, Jean-Paul Baudicru, held brief talks with Sark's senior Michael Beaumont in the early 80s. And he had the idea of building a giant transmitting station with a huge mast uh, in, um, in Sark to serve France. But uh, unsurprisingly, the idea was quickly rejected. 
The first Guernsey-based station to hit the local airways wasn't Island FM or even BBC Radio Guernsey, but the hospital station, Jubilee Hospital Radio, based at the Princess Elizabeth Hospital. And it was named after the Queen's Silver Jubilee in 1977. They began programming within the hospital for uh, the following year, and uh, although there have been a few interruptions over the year, uh, the station can now also be held, uh, heard on the internet or on smartphones using the TuneIn app. And uh, Jubilee's recently refurbished their studios, which have been moved to a new home above the canteen. Broadcast radio arrived in the bailiwick when BBC Radio Guernsey took to the air on AM only, or medium wave, as it was then known, on 269 metres, or 1116 kHz from Commerce House on the seafront. That was on the 16th of March, 1982. The first manager was Tony Talmadge, and the current assistant editor, Kay Longley, is the only remaining member of the original team. Originally, the station broadcast for just a few hours a day, and their first major challenge was covering the 1982 state selection. Stereo FM transmissions began on 93.5 MHz in 1985, with an Alderney relay on 99 MHz uh, added in the early noughties. And earlier this century, the, cent- the station moved to state-of-the-art new studios at Bullwell Avenue, and that's uh, greatly expanded its broadcasting hours compared to the early days, although nowadays uh, it does share a number of programmes with Jersey. Uh, the station sometimes splits its frequencies to offer live coverage of states' meetings on 11.16am alongside the regular programming on FM frequencies. Now, in uh, August 1988, the Channel Islands got their first real taste of local commercial radio, albeit semi-pirate, when Contact 94 started broadcasting programmes in English from Lesay in Normandy. The operators, uh, which were led by the Josie hotelier Stephen Clipp, bought a small legal French station, turned up, turned up the power and beamed the signal towards the islands. The station changed frequencies several times and the signal was strongest in Jersey, where they had a sales office. Following the announcement that legal commercial radio was going to come to the Channel Islands and judicial moves to close the station for interfering with the signals of other radio stations, Contact 94 decided to close down in 1991, so it was in a position to bid for the Jersey licence. And in the end, they didn't bid, and the licence was won by Channel 103. The Channel Islands could have had local commercial radio many years earlier. Manx Radio in the Isle of Man began in 1964, The idea for local radio here had been studied by the president of the Guernsey Post Office Board, Conseiller Pepino Santagello, and the states of Guernsey gave in-principle approval to a pan-island station for Guernsey and Jersey in 1970, but it foundered when the states of Jersey referred it back to their broadcasting committee. There have been several temporary stations over the years, known as RSLs, or Restrictive Service Licenses, broadcasting for up to a month at a time, such as Offshore Radio, which was set up to cover the World Powerboat Week in 1988, Island Sport 105.3, run by Island FM, and also relayed in Jersey on 101.3 uh, for the 2003 NatWest Island Games, the trial broadcasts of Key FM in Alderney twice a year, and even old-school radio broadcasting briefly from uh, Elizabeth College, and there's also been a few internet radio stations as well. The Guernsey commercial licence was won by Island FM, and the station was opened on the 15th of October 1992 by Broadcasting Committee President, the late Valerie Renneth. The station took to the air on 104.7 FM from Southside St Sampson's when the uh, former 
Commerce and Employment Minister Kevin Stewart, who uh, is also formerly a presenter on both BBC Guernsey and Contact 94, made the opening announcement and played the first song, Madonna's La Isla Bonita, Spanish for Beautiful Island. The station later added a relay station to improve reception in Alderney on 93.7 FM. Island FM set up the very successful local charity Help a Guernsey Child and has run many fundraising events, including Big Kids Days. In 1998, Island FM was sold to local newspaper baron Soraya Tyndall and Tyndall Radio was born. The group took over the beach in Great Yarmouth and expanded to, at one point, owning around 13 radio stations, including Jersey's Channel 103. In 2013, Tyndall sold its loss-making stations in East Anglia but retained the two Channel Island stations along with Midlands 103 in Ireland. Ireland FM still has its original chairman, John Burley, and one original team member, Carl Ward, who started as a freelancer before landing a full-time show in 1996. In terms of market share, reach and listening hours per head, Ireland FM continues to have the highest audience figures for any radio station in the whole of Britain. And don't forget that things were also happening in Alderney. They had the trial stations, but in 2015, following the series of trial licences, Key FM began broadcasting to Alderney. There's also been several online radio stations, and you'll currently find GNET, a community station based at St James in St Peterport, and uh, they broadcast a lot of specialist music and also some local political programmes as well. And there's also the Pan Island Bailiwick Radio, offering a choice of hits and classics. So that's your look at uh, Radio in the Bailiwick. Don't forget to click subscribe for the next Guernsey cast, which will arrive automatically in your mailbox. I'm Richard Harding, wishing you a very happy World Radio Day. Alla Pashoin!